Would you pray with me, please? Almighty God, I come to you now as your servant, <clears throat> asking that the words that I speak today would not be my words, but would be yours. Asking, O oh God, that those who hear and receive these words would receive them not only in their minds and their hearts, but deep in their souls, O oh God, that place where only you and they go. Help us to understand the close connection that you have with each of us. Help us to understand, O oh God, that when you call, we listen. When Jesus calls, we follow. Fill me with your Holy Spirit that I would do your will and not my own. In Jesus Christ's name I pray. Amen. Amen. So today's reading <clears throat> comes from the 10th chapter of the Gospel of John. Um, and yes, for those of you who have been around for a while, you know I go absolutely nuts uh, about calling the Gospel of John a Gospel, but that's another sermon for another time. Um, but there are. this is an interesting reading. It's an interesting story that the author uh, decided to tell. Beginning with the 22nd verse, it says they were celebrating Hanukkah just then in Jerusalem. It was winter, and Jesus was strolling in the temple across Solomon's porch, and the Jews' leadership circled him saying, how long are you going to keep us guessing? If you're the Messiah, tell us straight out. And Jesus answered, I told you, but you don't believe. Everything I have done has been authorized by my Creator. Actions that speak louder than words. You don't believe because you are not my sheep. My sheep recognize my voice. I know them and they follow me. I give them real and eternal life. They are protected from the destroyer for good. No one can steal them from out of my hand. The creator who put them under my care is so much greater than the destroyer and thief. No one could ever get them away from God or I. I and God are one, of one heart and of one mind and so the reason I like this story is because you know we've grown up in the church and we've gotten really used to lots of messages that tell us how crappy we are amen I mean you know no matter what you do you're wrong you know I Billy and I have been together for 37 years you know and, that, and that's one of our famous arguments you know after you've been together for a long time this phrase will probably come out of your mouth at some point. You know, no matter what I do, I can't make you happy. Amen? Because there's a point where you get so used to each other and you get used to the, the, the same kind of argument. Well, you know, the church has done that to us. Think about that. The church is really what planted that seed over the years because you go to church and every week you hear about how bad you are how you are not worthy how somehow if you don't do it the way 
that the church tells you to do it, then somehow you don't love God enough. And so why this becomes important is because there's a there's a, a an interesting sequence of events here. Because the, the very people that, that Jesus had come to, you know, he's he's telling them, you know, what's what's going on and they, they kind of surround him and said, Look, you know what, you're being kind of you're kind of being casual about this. You're not really telling us who you are. So when are you gonna get to it and just tell us? And his response to that is what? Hey, you've seen me. I've already told you. My actions speak much louder than my words. And what do we know that Jesus has done up to that point? My God, every time you turn around, he's healing somebody. He's feeding somebody. You know? Just incredible stuff. And yet, they wanted more. And then he hit them with that. By the way, the reason you don't know who I am is because you don't belong to me. Now, I know that there are churches this morning, especially on the evangelical side of the, of, the, of the theological spectrum, that they are preaching this to death. If you don't know Jesus, then you're not a sheep. And they will, there'll be an altar call <laughs> before it's all over because they're going to convince you that the only way that you're going to be saved is to come down to that altar and, and, and make this proclamation but you know what they have missed the point of this story because Jesus' next line is if you're mine you know my voice you know my voice you know what the calling is you know what's expected church we talk about it every week what is God's expectation of us that we be what just that we be what merciful and that we be humble in our relationship with God that is Jesus calling to us with every breath we take and Jesus's point to those folks was by the way those people that are doing that when they hear me call they know who I am remember when you were a kid you could pick your mother's voice out over an entire room could you not I know I could I remember <laughs> I remember uh, there was a time when, when I first started playing hockey, you'll like this, and uh, we were playing in a place called the Polar Dome up, up in northern, uh, uh, it was up in Illinois, and these people did not like it when there were hockey fights, okay? And there was a, a game that got played, and my mother had come to the game, and uh, a fight broke out on the ice, and the referees couldn't get it under control. The idiots that ran the place shut the lights out. It ordered everybody off the ice. Well, of course, back in those days, there was only one locker room. So both teams had to share the locker room. So here's the two teams that were fighting on the ice are now all being jammed into the locker room. And there's parents that are coming into the locker room, right? And, of course, I find myself standing in front of the opposing goalie. Now, my attitude was such uh, in those days that I was going to knock him on his butt. (laughs) amen because that's just what you did and all of a sudden I hear this voice sit down (laughs) I was like I I want this goalie and I took a half a step and I hear this voice again 
Sit down or I'll knock you down. I sat down. So did the rest of the room. It was my mother, who at 5'2", I was on skates, I'm six foot, had been standing there the whole time in a scene. But I knew her voice. Amen? I knew her voice. Think about that. You know God's voice. Love them. Forgive them. That's the voice of God, folks. It's not the voice of God who says that you're not good enough. God knows your name. God calls you by name. You know, I, I came across a great story, um, which I thought was kind of funny. You all may not think it was funny, but it's, a, it's about a census taker in New York in the 1800s. And he was in, interviewing an Irish woman who was washing out her uh, wash tub. And he says, lady, I'm taking a census. What's your name? And how many children do you have? And she replied, well, let me see. My name is Mary. And then there's Marcia, there's Doogie, there's Amy, there's Patrick. And, and the guy breaks in and says, never mind the names. Just give me the numbers. And she straightened up and put her hands on her hips. And with a little twinkle in her eyes, she says, I'll have you new, sir. We ain't got to numbering yet. We ain't run out of names. <laughs> you are not a number to God. God calls you by name. You want God to watch over you, to protect you, to bless you, to seek you out when you're struggling. You want God to comfort you when you're hurt. A God that will heal you when you're ill. A God to walk with you when you walk through the valley of the shadow of death. We heard that today. No matter what the challenge, God walks with us. God makes us lay down in those cool pastures. No matter what the challenge. So the reason that this story is good this morning is because I know that there are lots of churches that you will go to, lots of folks that call themselves Christians that are going to give you a road map and say, this is how you call yourself a Christian. This is what you have to do if you're going to be a Christian. I'm here to tell you, Jesus said it very plainly. If you know who Jesus is, then you know his voice. Don't listen to all the clatter in the background. The clatter in the background that says you're not successful enough, you're not smart enough, you don't have the right friends, you're not straight enough, you're not gender aware enough. You, on this Mother's Day, remember that you can always hear and recognize your mother's voice. You recognize God's voice as well. You recognize that call to you that says you are loved. Amen. Amen. Amen.